Welcome to What Would Ani Say podcast, where three Ani share the challenges, joys, and everything in between growing up as Korean females in Canada, with the hope to connect and empower the next generation of Korean Canadian female leaders. Hosted by TK, Yuna Lee, and Ellie Hong. All right, so welcome back, everyone. Um, so for today. We are going to be talking about the pandemic life for us. Um, we're going to be sharing stories of our pandemic lives. You know how it affected our career and social life, and things that we learned and what we're looking forward to the most um, after the pandemic. So, uh, with that being said, I'm going to toss it over to Ellie. But you know how how are you doing kind of now during this quarantine, and how did this kind of compare to how you were doing earlier? Yeah, I would say I'm more or less adapted now, less emotionally affected, definitely versus like the initial part of the pandemic when it was quite a shock, right? I still remember being at work and being told, you know, we might be shut down for like a week or two, and that turning into three months of uh, no work uh, for 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 us because uh, physiotherapy and all wellness services uh, were were locked down for that initial uh, part of the pandemic. Uh, so definitely, I think at the beginning, a little bit of identity crisis, especially if you define yourself a little bit with your work and career. But as you know, um, we got called back to work. And um, it became a little bit normalized not to, you know, meet your friends outside, uh, to wear masks, all that stuff. Um, you know, I was able to adapt to that. I think also in terms of um, socially, I think emotionally, COVID definitely took a role in terms of um, not being able to see friends like in person, right? So not being able to to see family or friends and gather the way you want to, especially as a little bit more of an extroverted person, it definitely took a little bit of an emotional toll and was quite depleting of my energy. Um, not being able to go to dance or travel or eat out. And I think on another note, um, even more personally for myself, I actually had uh, close family members that that got COVID. So uh, my parents um, had to go to Korea uh, for family reasons, and uh, they ended up getting COVID. Uh, both my my grandma and my mom and my dad. And uh, yeah, that was really tough. It was something that. I thought wasn't even possible because Korea at that time had really low numbers and Canada actually had higher numbers. So I was thinking they were safer in in Korea, and to find out that, you know, it all happened so fast within a couple of days that their fever spiked and uh, they got COVID, and my dad actually had to be hospitalized for for three weeks uh, due to COVID symptoms and be on supplemental oxygen. So. That was really hard going through that, and almost feeling quite helpless amongst it all because I was halfway across the world and not having that ability to even like connect with my dad because he was on supplemental oxygen, so he couldn't even talk over the phone. Uh, was really really tough, but I would definitely say uh, that still brought us much together or closer together uh, as a family, and it definitely helped me. Kind of reorient um, what really mattered after that experience. So you know, all those experiences definitely uh, shaped me, and I feel different and more adapted. And I feel like I really grew from the pandemic. How about you, TK? 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, like, like, are your grandma, your mom, and your dad like they're they're healthy now? Like they're they're good? Yeah, no, they're doing a lot better. Um, my mom and grandma. I mean, my grandmother only had to be hospitalized for one week. My mom was uh, didn't have to be hospitalized at all. But my dad, uh, it took him quite a while to recover because he had some scarring in the lungs. So I would say about three months of of rehab of just constantly doing cardio and and. Um, kind of breathing exercises but yeah they're doing doing a lot better now so just grateful that everyone came out okay on on the other side but yeah thanks for asking yeah that's good to hear and man like come just I guess back to kind of our lives in Canada like what we've been in quarantine or the COVID pandemic lockdown since March of last year it's been quite a quite a while um so looking back um I would say and probably similar to you guys, we've all adjusted to a certain extent to the COVID, the quarantine life. Um, and I guess for me personally, there were a few changes that happened. And I'm sure a lot of people went through a very similar story or experience. Um, so for me, like I live in Toronto, but my work or my office in Mississauga. So like every day I used to commute on Gardner and on the highway to go to go to the office and then come back. But with COVID, um, you know, everybody, we were asked to work from home. So, you know, there's no commute, which is great. Um, you know, there, there was a mandatory work from home policy, uh, just to make sure everyone is safe. Um, but at the end, like, I didn't have the right equipment or the, the tools to make like a uh, work from home appropriate space for myself just living in a condo in Toronto too um, so that took a while but uh, I know last year like I flew back home to Calgary for an extended period of time which is around like half a year so um, that time it was great because I guess silver lining to that is I never really stay home that long like it's usually for a vacation for like a week or two weeks max um, so it was kind of nice to have the chance to be at home with family in a bigger kind of, you know, house uh, than the, the shoebox condo um, and just work from there and just have, you know, family around. So that's been really nice. Um, and I actually changed my role um, during the pandemic last year, like around May. So I never really met my team in person you know, still to this day. So like we've only interacted over Zoom. So uh, that was uh, quite an experience. But um, yeah, like I would say, you know, like I've adjusted to it now, you know, like <laughs> I'm I'm less extroverted than Ellie, <laughs> uh, just for our listeners, that's just kind of based on our, you know, first or second episode. So um, I feel like it, it was okay. Like, obviously, there were points that were very, very hard, because, you know, at the end of the day, like, we need, we're social beings. So like, we need to see our friends, we need to see our family in person. Um, but overall, I think I've adjusted. But yeah, there were a lot of changes, um, similar to other people um, that went through it. But I know, Yuna, like, your experience is a bit different, I guess, a bit similar to Ellie, just because you also went to work. Um for your profession, but I wonder how that experience was like for you. Yeah, so I can speak a little bit to um, like being a healthcare professional in a pandemic. So when I when the first um, sort of announcement was made, like a lot of people that I knew were like very concerned that I was going into a hospital to work every day. Um, but actually, like for me, like 
I don't, I didn't work like directly with um, patients that would be likely to have COVID. Um, like I live, I work in a pretty specialized setting where I interact mostly with patients that are undergoing like cancer care. And so like it was kind of a different setting for me. And I was mostly working like behind like, um, behind like the closed doors of like, um, what is it like a manufacturing facility? So I was working that way, like half the time and interacting with patients like the other half the time. And I didn't have like a high volume of patients that I was interacting. So it was like lower risk than like what a lot of people had like been concerned, um, like just for me. Um, but yeah, like in the beginning, I remember there was like a lot of uncertainty because like our policies kept changing from even like one day to the next when the announcements would be made. So it was really hard to like predict what it was going to be like. Um, I remember like one day, like they actually changed the entrance um, for the employees to enter the hospital, like to work. And they had like set a different entrance for the patients. So everybody was confused as to like where they were going to enter and like the screening forms and like, some people were like late, like half an hour because like they couldn't find the entrance in the beginning. Um, like there was a map, but then like the map had changed. So it was like a lot of like new strategies and like new policies being implemented in like a very short amount of time. So definitely lots of confusion trying to like adapt to it, even like break like hours like what are the rules there are you allowed to sit together like one day you're allowed to sit together next day like you're supposed to go like by yourself and one day you can you know like drink coffee or whatever in the office and then the next day like everybody like needs to leave there that's so confusing out. yeah so literally every <laughs> single day like the rules were changing and i know that it was like that for like many many people um out there so yeah, I can really speak to that doomed feeling like, oh my God, what's going on? Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know if I'm safe. I don't know if my patients are safe. I don't know if anything, what is anything anymore. Nationals, um, like in community, but like in hospitals as well, I would say, because like we're mostly like not as visible and don't play like as big of a role in decision-making process. Um, but we are definitely there every day and we are very much focused on like doing our jobs. And we were like as a group very shocked and a little bit neglected to find that the government had excluded, excluded us from the pandemic pay. So I know there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. So I know there's a lot of complexities that go into like policymaking and, um, you know, like paying and what? subsidies and things like really? that. And I know that our government was trying for their best to support a lot of different groups of people during the pandemic. But personally, as like pharmacists that especially for community pharmacists um, and some pharmacy technicians that have to go into work every day. And like, you know, that like sick people can go into like the pharmacy to ask for advice or to get like really basic level of like help. And sometimes like even for directions on what to do. Um, and it just felt like 
that effort was like completely like neglected. So that was something that we were quite like, um, I guess, disappointed about despite knowing, you know, the difficulties of the situation. Yeah, like I, I mean, for over a year, like I've worked, like I worked from home. So, you know, like obviously if I were to be in your shoes, like I can't even imagine like, all of the confusion or even like fear and doubt that you and like, you know, LEU too, like would have gone through about like seeing patients um, and like what the work policies are, like, do I go in, do I not, like, how do I see them? And like, you know, changing kind of policies or guidelines like every day. Cause like, for me, it was like, just work from home. Like you're not coming into the office. <laughs> so like, it was very, you know, like, more, I would say it was clearer than probably what you've probably gone through. So, you know, obviously appreciate you sharing that story and like all the all the challenges that you went through in the beginning. Um, but I think overall, like a lot of people, we feel like our social life kind of came to a halt. And, you know, Yuna, even if we're as introverted as, you know, we are, like we miss that social aspect of seeing friends and family and, you know, going to the bars, to the restaurants like we were talking about. Um, And I wonder, like, maybe I'll start with you, Ellie. Like, do you think, you know, your social life changed like drastically pre-COVID, you know, during COVID and, and now? And, you know, like, how would you describe kind of like your social life? Like, how did it change for you? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think it definitely has changed. I, I would say my social circle has definitely gotten a lot smaller, a lot more quality over quantity. And I would say definitely less friends in my life that I would have bonded maybe over doing activities with. So maybe friends that I would have got together with to do rock climbing or an activity with, uh, I saw less and less just because those activities were not open. Uh, whereas friends, I felt that I bonded on a deeper level and we didn't need to do quote unquote activities with, I still kept in touch with because I was able to share with them some of the difficulties and struggles that I was going through with the pandemic and continue to bond in that deeper level. So I think it really clarified uh, what friends were kind of true deep friends in my life and what friends I truly really connected with uh, when the world kind of stopped, right? And uh, I would say in terms of um, family, I spoke to this a little earlier, I definitely feel I appreciate family a lot more. Not to say I didn't before, but having gone through like COVID firsthand and having them affected by COVID, it definitely made me realize that things can happen. And it. I remember that split second when my dad was you know, really sick. And um, they were um, even considering uh, routing him to ICU. I was like, Oh, my God, like, I could have lost a family member due to this. And they might not always be there. And I think that knowing that people in your life might not be there, um, kind of like that saying that, like, you know, live your life till it's last, you know, um, you never know if like, you'll get the next day. I think that really hit home. Uh, during the pandemic and that did bring us closer uh, together as a family and just valuing our time together making more of an effort to to keep in touch and 
definitely um, similar uh, to you, like TK. Uh, I like switched kind of jobs uh, during COVID, so. Definitely it was harder to get to know like colleagues, especially because you had to eat lunch in like separate rooms. Uh, you know, when you saw people, it was kind of like you had to like run away from them because you're like social distancing. <laughs> um, and it just felt super weird starting a new job during COVID because it was almost like you had to be like antisocial <laughs> um, when you enter that workspace. Like you couldn't just ask a colleague for coffee. You didn't know what their comfort level was. It was also hard like to facially recognize like colleagues. Like I remember sitting next to a colleague of mine and I think she took her mask down for a split minute and I was like, who is this person? Like I was so confused. I couldn't like place her at the beginning. So so things like that, it was, it was very weird. Uh, and I definitely felt it took a lot longer to like integrate and get to like know my colleagues on a deeper level more than that superficial, how are you? You know, the weather is cold today. <laughs> you know, the typical um, kind of questions you oh, would ask. Yes. The small talk, the small talk. <laughs> the weather, the weather combo. Us Canadians love talking about the weather. So. And the weekend conversation. Oh, yes. What did you do over the weekend? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we stay home again, all of the us. The classic like. lines. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and also I would say in terms of like how we connect and how I have connected uh, with friends and family, I mean, that's completely changed in the sense of I've never done so many Zoom calls, meetings in my whole life, um, doing a lot of like those Zoom birthdays. Um, and it's just was a completely different way of connecting uh, that I found was took adapting to. Yeah, and also like your love of board games really took off. And I was so I benefited so much from that love. I think you like taught me how to do like a virtual board game. It was Catan. And, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I suck at playing Catan, so I feel like you need to teach me, Ellie. <laughs> yes, I am obsessed with Catan. Um, and yes, it brought board games to another level because it was an activity that you could still connect with people um, online and do something together. Because sometimes it's like awkward if you're on a Zoom call and you're just like looking at each other. Like if you think about like when you're in a group setting with friends, you don't like stare at each other's faces. Like you're organically talking. Like maybe you might go off to, with a friend to the side and talk, or maybe you might be like, you know, side to side with a friend talking. You wouldn't directly look at them. So I feel like just the way you're like, body is like placed in a zoom conversation versus like in person is so different so i found like i felt awkward sometimes like connecting on zoom and also like because no one's doing anything it was also what do you talk about like if you connected like a week ago and you're connecting again be like so what happened this week it's like well nothing much right there wasn't a lot yeah. <laughs> a lot that happened um i remember like when i did like zoom meetings with like you know some friends like earlier on like during the lockdown we didn't obviously know like we've never been in a zoom call before together and we were just like what do we do <laughs> so we would like catch up a bit and with there would be like an awkward silence <laughs> and then one of my friends was like do you guys want to learn a tiktok dance <laughs> so like we were all on video and we were learning how to dance <laughs> I remember that I was like, like, but you would never do that, like in like a normal world setting, like pre-COVID. So 
I just found it really interesting. And then remember, like all the workout challenges that we part like participated in, like on social media earlier on. <laughs> just so many weird phenomenon that just happened. And like they didn't last; like they were kind of like short lived. No. <laughs> like you couldn't do them for like very long. You're like, oh, this is fun. This is fun. Okay, it's done. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's and done. like. Can I also just say, like, for the record, like, don't we also like look at our faces like way too much? Like in a Zoom meeting, like, are you really looking at your friends' faces or are you just like looking at your own face too? Like, can we just own up to it? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I totally do that. Sometimes I'd be talking in a Zoom call and I would be like, oh, like I make that expression. Like, it, it's kind yeah. of like weird when you're having a social conversation with friends or a family and you can see yourself talking yeah. to yourself. Because like normally you people. don't see yourself as if like in a mirror when you're talking to another person, you're observing their body language and like their expressions and their tone of voice. You're not really like conscious of like how you're presenting. So it's just like a really weird experience, like especially in the beginning. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like even at work, like sometimes, you know, when I'm just like hunkering down and just like getting stuff done and then I have a meeting. So like we all have... um kind of like an unspoken rule like we'll turn on the video it's like the only way that we get to see each other and then i'll like turn it on and then my like my like hair bun like is like out of this world so there's like <laughs> stuff like peeping like my hair is peeping out it's like not work appropriate and i catch myself i'm like oh my god this is how i look like so i'm like quickly like off video like make sure like i'm presentable and then on video um yeah so just a weird weird world that we're living in right now um, but, you know, like, I wonder if you can quickly chat about, like, how your experience is so far and, like, how you saw the social life change and then we can talk about, you know, the impact on our careers. Yeah. So, like, in terms of, like, my personal social life, like, I normally enjoy a small circle of friends because I'm quite introverted. <laughs> so I felt that, like, I really held on to those friends, like, so tightly during the pandemic um but also like something else that i noticed was like i became really close with some of the colleagues that i was working with just because like we were the only people that we were allowed to see during the pandemic like during the quarantine in the beginning and just like we could actually like see actual human beings like without being on a zoom call and it was like we didn't realize like what a privilege that was um you know like how nice it is to like actually hear somebody's voice like next to yours and like to see their faces even though we're like wearing masks and we're also like collectively going through um like the same experiences together so that was just like a really nice bonding experience for me like a silver lining of like the whole situation of the pandemic and i would say that like it was easier um to kind of form deeper bonds with like people that really got you um kind of similar to what ellie had said that definitely like echoing that feeling of like um you can just have conversations with these people versus like you need to go out and like make plans and do something in order to like have fun with them which is like there's nothing wrong with doing that but it's just different. i mean we met online over zoom that's very true <laughs> playing we're not really strangers that's very true <laughs> so that's only how we started <laughs> so yeah um so yeah we can get into a little bit about like how the covid pandemic impacted our careers as well um how about you talk a little bit about that tk 
Yeah, I think、um, you know, like I mentioned, I kind of threw out like sprinkling some of the experiences that I had from like a professional standpoint with the whole pandemic.、Um, but I would say, yeah, like working from home, I would say didn't really have that. You know, like too much impact on my career overall.、Um, I mean, like I did get a promotion like during the pandemic, so I feel like、um, you know it didn't really impact my career that well, much. Kudos to、um, you! Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,、um, but、uh, definitely like it changed the way that I carry out my daily routines and my meetings and stuff. And I'm so glad like Zoom and like other. You know, technological tools exist. Because imagine if we were still like in the '90s or something, and we didn't really have the right tools. Like this would have been really hard. So,、um, I would say, like overall, like it didn't really impact my career too much. But just like the daily ways of working that I think、um, got impacted the most. But how about you, Ellie? I would say uh, overall, uh, not like a crazy huge change, other than like cleaning breaks、uh, in between clients and just really being conscious of like the boundaries and thinking about the safety and security、uh, of my patients, especially because I work with a lot of like prenatal and postnatal clients. That you know they're even more conscious of the safety of themselves and their. Baby in their womb when I do see them, and I think,、uh, I mean, I already don't drink like that much water, and definitely like wearing the mask. I think like I basically became a camel. Like I would drink water like once throughout the day, and I would go the whole day、no. without going to the bathroom. No, I wasn't、uh, like TK,、uh, uh. like going to the bathroom every hour. <laughs> like when we would travel together, she would. Go to the bathroom quite often, but like I like literally would not drink any water. And I, if you know me, I don't drink a lot of coffee either. So it's not like I consume a lot of diuretics or things that would cause me to go to the bathroom a lot. So that coupled with not drinking a lot of water, definitely by the end of the day, I was very parched. <laughs> Like, how do you deal with the dehydration throughout the day? Like, I need to take gulps of water like every five yeah, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I just like forget because it's just it's busy, and then there's a mask, and we have to go into like a staff room to like drink water. That like it's just there's so many steps that are in the way, so I end up like just not drinking drinking as much water. <laughs> so 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 yeah,、um, but yeah, I would say overall work. It's still the same. I'm still seeing clients the same in one on one in my office, and it's just that extra layer of、um, being more conscious of like hand sanitizing, wearing my PPE, making sure that I'm being conscious that clients feel safe to come in. Yeah, and I can definitely say that like I was on the same page with your camel self. On the drinking join the, the water pack, join the join the, the camel, camel pack. pack. Yeah, the COVID camels. Like, <laughs> um, it was definitely a challenge to stay hydrated because of the whole like masking situation, um, and then just like cleaning everything like so like madly until like your hands were like you know like cracking. Yeah, I think、um, I think just even like all the stuff that we talked about. You know, like living through the pandemic, what we learned, it's it's really interesting because our experiences are different, but the things that we've learned is pretty much the same. If I were to summarize it, like how to be adaptive, you know, stay resilient. There's silver lining to everything, like whether it's you know feeling much closer to family or friends. 
um, learning, you know, you know, kind of rethinking or reflecting on like true friendships, even kind of during the period. Um, and I, as I like to say, when life gives you lemons, pull up your favorite vodka and slice up those lemons and make yourself a vodka soda. It's no longer a lemonade. So, you know, no lemonade. <laughs> No here. longer a lemonade. We're 18 plus <laughs> yes, now, okay? That's very true. <laughs> um, so I think there are a lot of, you know, kind of like lessons that were very similar that we took away. Um, so I think maybe like switching gears a bit and staying on the exciting, hopeful, you know, aspects of, you know, coming out of this pandemic. Ellie, I know you're a huge, you know, traveler, um, you know, like, what are you looking forward to the most? Like, where do you want to go travel after the pandemic? Like, tell us some deets on your future plans. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to get on a plane <laughs> when I am allowed to uh, post-pandemic. So, so excited. I mean, there are so many places I want to check out on my list. The laundry list keeps on getting longer and longer <laughs> of where I want to go post-pandemic. But definitely somewhere that's warm, somewhere where there's a beach, a good bar, <laughs> good company, good music, somewhere where I could dance. So those areas are top of my list, like Bali or Thailand or um, oh, so yeah, nice. like beachy oh, kind of coastal vibes are kind of the first places I crave, crave, especially coming out of a super long winter here in Canada. Uh, and Disneyland. I've always wanted to go to Disneyland. So that's on my list. Just kind of relive my childhood uh, through through going to Disneyland and definitely want to also do like a LA, California coastline trip, like a road trip of some sort. Uh, so essentially, after all this is over, I want to take a big chunk of time off to travel and just connect to that adventure self. And I think that's what travel allows you to do. It allows you to, you know, explore, push your boundaries, learn, challenge yourself. So that's what I love about travel. And I can't wait to do that. And I definitely am looking forward to meeting my friends in person, meeting you guys in person, recording this podcast in person, uh, and doing more of the bubble tea hangouts, the boba time, <laughs> and the dances. Like I totally miss, like I love, I, I salsa dance. So I love going to salsa social. So that's something I really look forward to very excited to um, attend like musicals do wineries and like lastly to to dress up to get all decked up uh, for a fancy night out uh, can't wait to do that post post pandemic how about you TK yeah I would um, I would say the same like traveling but obviously like safe travel um, is key and for me Maybe I just want to start small and maybe go to Wonderland and get like all my stress out, like on the roller coasters Ooh. and stuff. Scream it out, girl. <laughs> go to Disneyland. Scream it out, girl. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So I'm excited for that. Um, and to be honest, like I want to go to Universal Studios in Orlando. I haven't been, but I heard there's a huge Harry Potter land and I'm a, like a I'm obsessed with Harry Potter to this day, so um, I would want to experience kind of similar to you, like like just my childhood, um, and I just want to validate which house I'm in, <laughs> in Harry Potter, things like that. <laughs> um, and yeah, like same thing on California, like I miss In-N-Out burgers, they're so good, something about them, so <laughs> I'm just like, 
I'm just craving In-N-Out burgers right now, so I'm gonna say yes. Um, and I want to go party, like whether it's you know to a club or at a bar with a dance floor or like a rave. Like I just want to go like hang out with friends. Um, but yeah, it's just like the little things that I used to do like before COVID, and now I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> Yeah, like definitely. Just like even going to a coffee shop and just like watching people. Um, like I sometimes like to do a little bit like creepy, but that's one of my hobbies is to go to coffee shops and people watch. And <laughs> it's like Ellie and I want to go traveling, and you're like, I want to go to a coffee shop and watch. <laughs> yeah, so that, I'm good. I'm good now. <laughs> no, but definitely cannot leave travel out. Like I have a huge list of like travel places that I need to get to. As soon as I can, so it's huge passion for that. Um, and did you say TK that like Harry Potter is like from your childhood? Like I'm still living in it, girl. Like I'm still living in the Harry Potter land. Like it's like current, not childhood. <laughs> that is very true. Sometimes I think about like if I were to be a witch, I can clean this place in like five yes. minutes. Like why do I need to spend like half an hour? That's not realistic. <laughs> yeah there's no there there are no porkies what do you mean <laughs> yeah so definitely just wanted to mention that um something that i like to do i want to like uh, i love to like cook for people so i want to invite people over again and be able to like have dinner parties and like cook some of the new recipes that i've been working on and you know like test it out count me in um yeah you guys are all coming and we'll do our podcast slash like dinner party together i'll bring vodka and that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i definitely want to try like a couple of new things that i've been like itching to do is like going to pottery class like i that's something that i really wanted to do and i only got to try it a couple of times before covid shut us down so i definitely want to start that back up and volunteering um i was like at the beginning of the pandemic i um was looking at like some volunteer listings and like i saw the list grow smaller and smaller and it's something that i used to do like when i was um like more involved in my church community and i think i missed like something about like that um like that experience of like volunteering like especially with friends or with significant others and like there's just something that really like fills up your heart in that so yeah those are some of the things that are um, on my list that i'm looking forward to and i guess like we're coming to i i know that maybe it's like too early to speak because like we still don't know at this point if there's gonna be a fourth wave or like what's happening we're still not fully open like back up yet but we are at least in the first phase of opening so very hopeful that we're gonna get to that place really really soon crossed fingers yeah yeah so exciting and how exciting would it be if you is having a dinner party and ellie you know and uh, and i show up with vodka and some good wine and lemon um and we record this podcast in person which would be so amazing um and then we get on a plane but, <laughs> and then we get on a plane we <laughs> And we're going to Bali, and we're not uh, we're not uh, in touch with anyone else for three weeks, and then we just come back, just super yes. tan, like just love. And we have life. to like pack our like Korean essentials, like gochujang and like kopnamyeon for yeah. the for the road. Kopnamyeon is life when you're traveling. Yeah, hundred. percent I just even miss kopnamyeon um, eating while traveling. Like that's on my list too. 
Absolutely. Nothing like waiting or like trying to catch a flight while eating kop lamyeon. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, girl. Just anywhere. Just anywhere. When you're hungry, just you just eat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think overall, um, you know, we, we talked about like our our experiences going through COVID, you know, what we learned and how it impacted our social life and our career, but I think we, you know, overall had a really good takeaway from that experience and we're still living through it and we're hopeful that's, you know, going away, <laughs> I would say. Um, but yeah, like I think we had some good takeaways and experiences to share with, you know, each other, but also with their listeners. So, you know, that concludes this episode of What Would Ami Say? Make sure, you know, to follow us on Instagram at What Would Ami Say? And then if you have any questions or things that you want to talk about, send us an email. But thanks for joining. Bye.